hello to our viewers. This is your girl, Gabrielle, from A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. Welcome to Hot Topics. We are at episode 10. Oh, the big 10. This is so awesome. And Hot Topics, in case you don't know by now, it's a series where we talk about education, employment, psychology, finances, or whatever else, or whatever else theme So today our topic is about having a baby in the pandemic. And I have a guest with me who is going to help me talk about that. Her name is JCN Wright. And let me tell you about JCN. So she is a 25-year-old mar married single mom. Is that right? Um, that, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm putting uh, That's a story. <laughs> so she's Jamaican born and raised halfway American. All right. Fellow West Indian. Awesome. She holds a BS in mathematics. <laughs> class of 2016. So smart scholars allowed her to graduate one year early from college. Oh, okay. She studied a summer semester in Spain. She's currently a relief manager at Public Storage. She's a small business owner of two small businesses. She aspires to achieve her doctorate. Her life goal is to retire at age 40 to generate financial freedom and wealth, mm -hmm. creating an easier path for her daughter, showing her that the world is filled with endless opportunities. In that same light, also mentor upcoming mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. All right, JCN, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right, so let's get right to it. So when we, when we talk, we talked about having a baby in the pandemic and I'm sure that yeah. was, that was a, an experience <laughs> to say the least. Oh, an experience is the right, is the least. <laughs> yeah. So please, please tell us your story. Um, so, um, to begin, I was already considered high risk in pregnancy. So that alone was in itself stressful. Um, I was put on bed rest 16 weeks into pregnancy. That was around January. Um, so I was on bed rest early on in. Um, so hey, to say, I always joke around and say I was already um, in quarantine before everybody else. Um, so yeah, so um, fast forwarding to around March when I was finally um, slowly getting off of bed rest a little. And I will never forget, I was um, in the city celebrating my, uh, my best friend's birthday. And that's when everything just started where you have to, where they're saying, hey, shut down everything. Um, by then we were already planning my baby shower. And then as thing progressed, I had to unfortunately cancel, cancel my shower. Um, that, I thought that was heartbreaking until, you know, the, the latter started to happen. Um, and just, you know, going to doctor visits where um, her dad, he wasn't able to come. My mom, no one, no one could come with me. I was doing all these visits alone. I'm a first time mom. It's not exciting anymore. So that started to kick in where it's like, oh my God, like I'm really, I'm really doing this alone in a sense because the world wouldn't allow me to do it with anybody else. Um, then they, they started to try to switch to telehealth. So now 
I'm trying to do everything virtually. Now, okay, we could skip this ultrasound. So I didn't get as much pictures as I wanted to to get, you know, as you, you how you imagine becoming a mom for the first time, getting all these pictures at all these different stages. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy that. So, um, that, so everything just starts to sink in in itself. Um, and then I went into labor early. This is this, this, oh, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. So I, I originally wanted to do a home birth. Um, oh, there she goes. I originally wanted to do, sorry. I originally wanted to do a home birth. Um, so I, with coincide with my doctor, I had a doula. Um, and I used to see her, I started to see her through telehealth and as things progressed, where they were saying, well, you can't have a spouse or you can have someone. And it, it was a, a lot of back and forth. And it was to the point where I, I'll never forget where it was an anatomy scan and I just lost them. Like someone has to come with me. This is, this is crazy. Like someone else has to be this to experience this with me. Like this is, this is my first job. I envisioned this so many different ways. And. My doctor was so nice enough to allow my mom to tag along. So my mom was there to experience that with me to see the, the different body parts. So for that, I was grateful. Um, shout out to the Women's Pavilion, their amazing practice, I must say. Um, but yes, yeah, so fast forward to when um, I went into labor early and um, it was a between who's going to come. Cause at that point I didn't know who I was going to have there. Cause originally I had to do a home birth. So it was going to be um, my best friend, my mom and her dad. And the home birth just went right through the door because it's like, it's between my doula and her father. Who, who do we, who's going to be there? And I unfortunately had to throw that part out and it was to the point where I wanted to also keep my placenta. I couldn't do that either because once you're in, you're in and no one else could you could you can have anybody else um to come in um went into labor early 33 weeks um spontaneously when i got there at that point they were doing covid testing for both parents so when i got there fun fact they did my covid test my test came back positive her dad only came back negative um so this is this is where the false positive kind of chipped in um, she's being born premature. I can't see her, but he can, but yet he's around me. So that kind of, it, it took, it was a, it was a mental walk for me. It took a while because she was in the hospital for eight days. And for those eight days, I could not see my daughter. I couldn't hold her. I had to be looking, looking at her through, uh, through the tablet. So it, it, those eight days were, I will say the hardest eight days of my life. Um, it definitely took a mental toll on me altogether. Um, it was rough. It was hard. I was pumping milk for a child that I can't see. I couldn't do the skin to skin. So everything that I imagine as a mom, becoming a mom, it just went right through the window. And um, it, it, the, the, it was just something I, I can't explain. I can't, I, I just don't just imagine like, even like now when I sit and I listen to like my coworkers and they talk about, you know, when they have their baby and they're in the hospital with them for the first few days, I, I can't share that. I don't have that experience to share. I could only share, hey, I was false positively tested for COVID. No one else around me was tested positive. Um, I went back, I tested two days after I was negative, but yet they wouldn't allow me in the hospital. Um, wrote a letter, nothing came out of that. Um, but here we are a year later. Um, 
I'm grateful she's a, she's alive and she's healthy. She didn't she didn't test positive for COVID. Um, but going forward to even with her doctor's visit, it was only one parent. So a lot of things in that moment, it it just it wasn't what I imagined. It's, I I want a lot of do-overs, wishful thinking, um, you know, but it, it was rough. It was definitely rough. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. I never thought that it would hit me as much as it hit me as far as just the experience, because that's something you want to share with everyone. Baby shower got canceled. All right, can't celebrate that as a, in a party. Then when you take when you look at it, you can't have the birth you had planned because of a pandemic. And then in in like I got test said positive for something that I know I didn't have because there's no way I tested positive and no one else around me is positive. And then I went back two days after to get retested and I was negative. So I felt like I was cheated. So the rap is, is so then that's the argument between the rapid test and the PCR. How does that what's the what's valid? You know, which which one makes sense? And I felt that in in that moment, being that I'm her mom, I went back and I got retested the proper way because they said the PCR is the one that's more accurate. It was negative. I should have been allowed to see my daughter. She was premature. Um, and that also leads to me not being able to breastfeed for eight days. She was getting my milk because she was getting it from a bottle. So when she came home, it was hard for her to latch. So she never latched fully all the way. Um, and I had to give her a bottle. Another thing where I felt like I failed as a mom, um, I felt like I could have done something better and it, it, it took a lot. Um, postpartum depression did kick in a little bit. But thank God I have a very good support system and I was already in therapy before that. So that, um, you know, it, it's, it's slowly passed, um, but it definitely did a number. I tell you that much. It, it did. It's rough and I, I, I don't ever want to have to live through anything like that again. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot and then you had to do the end of your pregnancy just as covid was coming oh, yeah. to the united states and and yeah. you're in new york right yes i'm in new york so just oh yeah we were in the, oh my god yeah crazy. we were both in new york and then yeah. the shutdown started to happen around march so yeah oh yeah coming to the end of your pregnancy yeah, yeah. And just was right there it was crazy <laughs> photo shoot every photo shoot was scheduled for like april it was everything just it just tumbled and thank god the, a lot of the vendors that i already booked they were um generous enough to you uh, to be understanding they gave me back refunds but it was just the fact that oh my god like none of this could happen <laughs> you know yeah yeah so i hear you a lot like, I don't right. even know the word. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, you, <laughs> you had all these plans. And I think it's pretty common around everyone. Like, you have all these plans yeah. and then it just kind of flipped upside down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. what what was that like for you to have all these things set just for an act of, I don't want to say an act of God, but, like, something outside of, outside of us just right flips everything upside down 
Well, to be honest with you, it actually helped me in a sense because I'm a planner. That's what I do. I'm, I don't know if being a Virgo have anything to do with it, but I like to see things through all the way before it happens. And if it doesn't happen, how it's supposed to plan is like my world will, will crumble. And it has, that situation in itself has prepared me for motherhood because being a mom, not sure if you're a mom, being a mom, nothing goes as planned. Like you, you could say, oh, my child is going to be this kind of child. I'm going to do this. And your kid enters the world and they're like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Mom, this is what's happening. My, my daughter has GERD. Um, she's has, she has all these different allergies. So I'm Jamaican. The first thing you try to give your child when they're off age at six months is cornmeal porridge. She can't have stuff like that. So now I'm, I'm, I'm having to pick. She's, she, her, her food chain is very picky. She can't have oatmeal. So she's allergic to different things. So I'm like, oh my God, when she's this age, I'm going to try her with this. I'm going to try her with that. And here she is can't she can't have all those different things she she's allergic to this she's allergic to that and yeah i could say yeah by the time she's this age i want i wanted to put her in swimming she um she was she was premature so her growth spurt isn't as you know as a, a normal child would be um obviously she caught up eventually but that you know i had to take it understand that that she's not growing on her um, regular curves so I can't put her in swimming at six months because she's still at a four month you know level so go different things so it in in a, in a sense it prepared me for motherhood for being a mom and it, it prepared me for change because I'm not a person who's fond of change so now I, I embrace change as they come a little bit better now and understanding and different things so it's a blessing in disguise I guess <laughs> and I mean, how, so it, if having, having a baby during the height of COVID, the peak of COVID, right. it, it changed, it changed the way you, you deal with situations. Yes. Like, with life in general. Happened. Yeah, it did. It did a hundred percent. It, it, it now needs to be a little bit more flexible. Um, with with just knowing that things won't always forever go as planned, and I can't control every single thing. So, yeah. Uh, so, tell me about what, what what was it like? You know, the you couldn't have a lot of people around you as the baby was born. It was just your mom. I so so to like to my apartment says i'm sorry her aunt have her but she's just trying to come out here <laughs> so like my different apartments on like one person so every time i have to pick like one person and then they would have to go through um with my because i was high risk they would have to um go through they asked for like three days of quarantine or something of that sort at the moment and then at that point it was just me and my mom and my mom my mom's in healthcare and at one point she had a little little spurt at her job so then I had to let you know I had to be honest let them know like hey this is what's happening so in actually in the middle too I missed like two appointments back to back because she was exposed and then that's leading me to being exposed because she was exposed and even in that sense I tested negative so I mean it, it was it was rough because it was between my mom and her dad or my mom and this person and to me you know to make that that decision and even when it came down to like the delivery room that was that in itself was 
um, a very hard decision. Being I had, we had, I had plans and, um, but it, it worked out, you know, the best way it could or should. <laughs> so, so, and I, and I hear that and I hear mm -hmm. that you're, you're more accepting of the unpredictable. Do you find yourself believing that in other parts of your life? Um, yes, I do now. Um, in certain areas, not everything, but most. Um, like I said, as far as like, just like being a mom, I just realized that things, things don't always go as planned. I, I want, by now, I thought I would have a one-year-old. She would be in swimming. She wouldn't be addicted to the TV. Maybe not addicted to TV. She loves TV. Like, that's the only thing that calms her mellow. Um, you know, just different sort of things. So it, I take the pros with the cons and just weigh my options throughout. Um, other aspects of my life, I mean, for the most part, I, I'm around being a mom and, and my business. And of course, becoming a mom, my business had to go on the back burner a little bit. And that took a lot of acceptance as well. I thought I would, would have been able to do, do it all, but it doesn't work like that. Um, learning that as well. I'm accepting as I go. Um, so that part I'm still adjusting to as far as accepting that. You can't do it all, but um, being a mom, I, I think it that's my... That's where my, my main focus at the moment is. So when you say you're more accepting of what's going mm -hmm. on, what does that look like? What does that look like? Um, it, it's like, I can't, I typically would get, would go to the gym after work. I, I can't do that. I can't do that every day anymore. Um, I know that some evenings I, I, I have to come home and spend time with my daughter. Um, I, we get the, the first thing we do, we get up in the morning, get as we go, drop her to daycare, go to work, come home, let's just get ready for bed. So it's, it's like a little routine. Um, some evenings I, if, if I can't do the extra things anymore, I have to say, okay, I can't, I can't, um, go to the gym or I can't work the business as, you know, you sort of take that day to, um, make time for her. Like tomorrow, I'm off tomorrow. So typically I would, I'm off tomorrow. I would stay up all night tonight, um, organizing, sorting through, working my business. But I, I've made the exception <laughs> to use um, Wednesday nights to relax. I can sleep in a little, uh, an hour more with her on um, a Thursday morning. Make breakfast from home instead of having her get breakfast at daycare. Do her hair while I'm here. So, so it's just those little things. Um, instead of dropping her to daycare at nine in the morning, I drop her at 11. So, you know, spending a little extra hour or two here or there, um, with her. And what about the people around you? What about, um, uh, the baby's father, your, your mom, mm -hmm. you know, how did they handle all the chaos? Better than I did, I must say. Everyone, um... Go with, they went with the flow. I'm all, I, not even with just all this cast with everything in life. If it doesn't go as planned, I freak out. That's my in, in, immediate go-to is just to freak out. I don't get an, okay, let's fix it mode. Because in the beginning, I, I may, in my head, it's like, okay, in the beginning, it's going to be perfect. So there's nothing to fix. Um, so when things start to fall apart, 
I immediately I'm the one that's freaking out. Oh my God, what's happening? And then they have to get in fix it mode. I freak out. I, I can't. That's just that's just what happens all the time. I'm working on it, but um something doesn't go as planned. That's just that's just it. But they they handle it handle it very well. They get in, okay, what what's next? What can we do? This isn't happening here. Um, just like with, with the shower, they, they did a drive-by shower instead. In that moment, I'm like, oh, forget it. It's done. It's over. It's just not gonna happen. And they they go outside the box. Um, for me, it's a planet. It has to go as planned, and that's it. <laughs> well, you, you definitely seem in a in a much better mood. In, in yes, right. I, I because I'm at the point. Yeah, it's like. At this point, like, what can I do? Mine was after I left, after I went on leave to go back to my job. That didn't work out. I can't, I was sad a little bit. I was living up a promotion, but you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I found a different job that I, I, I love even better because when I sit and I think about it now, if I had the job that I, I worked at NFL, if I had that job, it was so demanding that I wouldn't be able to be able to even do this with you right now. You understand? I would have came home and been so drained um, from the day. This wouldn't be possible. So I look at it in a sense that I'm at the company, I'm with public storage now. It's um, less hassling of a day. I could come home, I could still do those extra things. Because when I wasn't a mom, I was able to do those extra things, but now I'm a mom. So I have to do those extra things plus be a mom. So um, um, I'm, it, it, when I sit and I think about it, all things work. This it works together for the for the good, for the greater, something like that. Yeah, it works together and how in the way it was supposed to. So, I'm I'm learning and accepting. <laughs> right. So you're you're taking things one day at a time. Yes, one day at a time, hundred percent. So. Now let's so let's so if you so let's try this. If you could do it all over again, mm -hmm. what would you do differently? Mm -hmm. Ha! I think in the entire experience, the thing that really, really shook me the most was those eight days of not being able to see her and bond with her. Um, I felt like everything else, I, I, it, it's like, not that I forgot it, or I guess I could say in a better way, like forgiving it in a sense, um, because, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say I don't have that bond with her that I wanted to, because she's attached to me to the hip, but I felt as if, I don't know, maybe it's something in my, in my mind or whatever, I want that skin to skin, I, I missed out on that, the first eight days of her being here, she didn't know who I was. Um, so when she came home, she was able to latch on. The, the it, it was it was weird. It was different. And um, she had really really bad gas and colic. I know that now, but then I thought she wasn't attached to me. I thought she wanted to go back to to what she knew for those eight days. Um, so that took a toll on me. So that's something that I, if I could change that, that's the only thing I think I would change. Everything else that came with it was a learning experience for me. So tell me more about the eight days that you weren't able to bond with her. It sounds like it was the most traumatic part of all this experience. Oh yeah, 
for sure the most traumatic part. Um, after finding out that I was COVID positive, and then they allowed me. It it, it was a, it was a lot of um, contradictions in what they were doing, and I was upset. I'm still kind of upset at them for a lot of different things for a lot of different reasons. Um, they allowed me to hold her. So in the sense I had on a mask, I had on the gloves, you allowed me to hold her, but you don't allow me to see her. So in my head, it's like she, if I'm really positive, she would have contracted it in that moment. Um, her dad see but he still he see me. So I would give it to him. He would give it to her. So just like it, none of it made sense. So in that I was upset and sad. And then when I saw that I had to come home, and once I come home, I can't go back. That um it it took a lot of accepting. Um it it the first night was just it it, it was rough. I I it, I don't I don't think I slept. I didn't eat in in the period of by then and up until when she came home and everything, I lost like 10 pounds. Um, I, I wasn't eating and then my milk started to slow, the milk coming in started to slow down. I was stressed. I was home. I couldn't do anything. So it's not like I could get up and go out. Um, I was recovering from giving birth. This is the moment I'm supposed to be bonding and I'm here at home looking at her through a screen. She can't do much. So when I have a poor nurse holding a tablet up at her, she's just there. I the guilt kicks in okay i'm gonna hang up and then i call back hey what is she doing she's three days old she can't do much so it's 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 um it's just those things and it it it's as much it's so much that i could do i could get up watch tv that's all that's on my mind um i could call them see her for a few minutes so my my mind was just running um, but all the time, the stress levels was up. The depression kicked in. Um, even it, it's so bad that I, even after she came home, the postpartum was still there for a little bit. Um, when I went back for my six weeks follow up. They were coming back. You know that I saw someone. I was in the process of seeing someone. Um, anyways, so um, it it, it was rough. I definitely, I, I didn't know how what, what the level of toll that they could have on someone because even even like premature my moms who are preemie moms and they're like oh my god it was rough and I'm, in my head i was like yeah you see it the baby every day though they're where they're supposed to be but going through it is a whole different i commend preemie moms whose kids are in the hospital for months on months because that's some tough stuff like it, it's hard it is hard like I commend them because I did it for eight days and I don't want to go back to that at all whatsoever. And I, and I definitely hear that, you know, you, that was the worst part of this whole experience, yeah. not being yeah. around the, your baby. Yeah. So you brought up a couple of times about the mm -hmm. postpartum depression. Can, mm -hmm. you, can you talk about that a little bit more? Um, so I've always struggled with depression unknowingly and then um it started to once I joined the business um and just seeing because I said I had a miscarriage before this before this pregnancy so that miscarriage and then joining the that that's what led me to join the business to try to take my mind off of the miscarriage to try to 
find something else to do. And then just being there around the people um, that I'm around and just different things um, with one of the leaders and stuff. She's she struggles with anxiety and depression and just like different things where she'll like speak openly about stuff it made me were like hey i feel like this sometimes i feel like that sometimes i joined the business unknowingly that it was my getaway and then um you know i, I spoke to her um about you know just, just like different things that she was like well she's not a doctor so i should, you know she'd see someone and i went through you know the process of seeing someone going through their um, examination whatever and, you know it's mild depression it wasn't crazy and just the trauma of you know of everything and it's it's crazy it's crazy the amount of things that your mind could block from you without knowing that you're doing and it's 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 a lot it's a lot that opened the doors and stuff so um becoming pregnant a second time around i knew that me being having postpartum i was more prone or a risk of it so i made sure to just you know keep up with um certain things and um there's different exercises that definitely does help um surprisingly um like the listening to like the rainfall just youtube just putting on like sleep sleep stuff um different things that actually does work um and just finding your triggers because i i know what my triggers are so you know what your triggers are it's something that you're able to to overcome and a lot of people go through depression anxiety all that stuff and they don't speak about it and i i was i was one person who didn't like to talk about those things and becoming pregnant the first time around going through the postpartum without even knowing i went through the postpartum going through what i went through um so it's definitely something that um i'm, I'm on the other side at the moment and once you know your triggers you, you stay away or the best you can because you can't always stay away so yeah so you had it before with the first child and then when yes. the second child happened you you had it again do you think covid made it worse the pandemic made everything worse oh yes it definitely did especially with just seeing people die pass away in that um, many numbers for sure um my best friend she worked she at the moment at the moment of Elmhurst she at the moment of COVID she worked at Elmhurst that's where Elmhurst hospital that's where the trucks and everything was was you know the trucks with the bodies and stuff there and it that day in that moment when she called me she was like this is like this is real like all the trucks all the with the bodies they don't have anywhere to put bodies and stuff like that and I'm like it, it in that moment I had to just like to take a moment and it was just like people are just like dropping like flies out of nowhere when she goes in British room and she was like like just like speaking to her um COVID definitely definitely um triggered a lot um seeing just just seeing people losing jobs um I was fortunate enough to I was in a a, a well a proper job where they um i had a severance package at the end but just just like different people just like kids not being able to eat or people losing housing it was it was like yeah i'm not affected directly but people around me was being affected and it it was it's and it's an eye-opener as well that's, and i think like that's another reason too as to why i'm so more i guess understanding or accepting to certain things that 
in any moment anything else could happen and that could be it my life as a, a friend a loved one life could just be gone in without without any warning um so yeah it definitely did trigger the depression a little bit but um you know working with my counselor throughout um the entire pandemic throughout everything and uh, my therapist and you know she she's 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 a solid rock i tell you that much <laughs> we've had some shaky shaky sessions but we we made it we made it <laughs> we made it and and i mean it it sounds like you made it <laughs> you're definitely oh yeah for sure definitely on the other side <laughs> yeah all right so so we're coming to the end here so okay. what advice would you give for the anyone watching who's going who, who's going through what you went through what advice would you give just any we we i feel as if you all go through life um it could be me now and someone two three years down the line just stay true to who you are and just know that, that there i promise there is a light at the end of the tunnel in life i used to even like going through um everything my friends like it's gonna be okay i'm like yeah okay there is light at the end i promise you that everything in life is easier said than done whatever goals you have you write them down that's something that i also never used to do and um in the pandemic and stuff that's a, a, a that's another technique that um, my therapist gave me was to, to write write things down write down goals just to write something things just to keep my mind going to take my mind off things um writing definitely helped me uh, and helps and it still helps um i have sticky notes all over just different things to repeat myself i don't care um write down your goals and and what are the steps to get to that next goal what do you have to do if you have to if you have to drink an extra cup of water write it down i promise you it makes a difference you write your goals down and then you start to see them come to life um there is light at the end of the tunnel what you're going through don't last forever it, it, it's not lasting forever it seems long now but it's not long there is better to come as long as you're working towards what it is that you have to get to wherever you want to go yeah that is amazing thank you so much for that advice of course and yes. um, I hope you guys are listening and I hope you guys are taking that that great yes. advice. All right. Yes, so yes. so <clears throat> JCN is on a journey to financial freedom while building a state of the art empire to call her own. It's more than just selling jewelry, which is what she does through mm -hmm. paparazzi. It's an investment in herself that you get to sit back and watch flourish right in front of her eyes, that she gets to sit back and watch flourish right in front of her eyes. So build the confidence you never knew you had while empowering those around you. That is the lesson that she wants you to, to learn through her business. This is a life-changing opportunity and she is beyond delighted that she took the leap. So if you want to get into uh, selling jewelry, so she is someone to reach out to. It completely mm -hmm. changed her life. And yes. it's only $5 per parent. Yeah. And create that <laughs> residual income and financial freedom. And she 
achieve that financial freedom and she's getting that that good income and just by mm -hmm. selling jewelry so if it's something that you want to do for yourself you want to get into business you want to be your make your own rules have your own schedule so this is an opportunity for you and feel free to reach out to JCN to to coordinate that so paparazzi is on facebook twitter and pinterest and the website to learn more about her company is jcaccessories.com so that website will be provided to you in the bio all right you guys so thank you so much for joining us for this episode please look around our, our youtube channel check out all the clips and don't forget to subscribe you could also find us a step ahead tutoring services we are on facebook twitter and instagram and you could also check out our website at www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com thank you so much for joining us today and especially on this special episode number 10 mm -hmm. so stay tuned for mm -hmm. more episodes thank you for joining us signing Bye. off Bye. <laughs>